sound, a universal energy forming organic tribal algorithms that spans the globe, reaching down to its very core. Release euphoric inspirational revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the ultimate underground. something very very different today. I always say it's different but this is very different I we're doing a coast-to-coast global community chess show 
I have someone from the treasure chest. He is a radio personality. He is an executive producer. He is an editor. He is a food and wine critic. He is all things you need to know in music and entertainment. Mr. Mikey J. He has a show called The Great Unknowns, which is a wonderful independent artist radio show. And he showcases artists from all genres and gives them light that they truly deserve. He has um, program director status at KGUP 106.5 FM, the Emerge Radio Networks. He is a member of the LA chapter of the Recording Academy. And he's with Los Angeles Awards Coalition Incorporated. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Uncle Earl? I'm all right. I feel like I'm in a prison royalty. <laughs> I was like, man. I'm pull up a good game. <laughs> I didn't realize how many hats I wore. And there's a hats I didn't even talk about. You're going to have to lay that out because I'm getting tongue-tied. But um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, we've been trying to do this for a minute, and all things happen in due time and good time, and here it is. Yeah, we met back in, what, 2009? About, Something yeah, like that? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You were with Nobody Gets Killed? Yeah, you were right. managing them back then, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Not, not anymore. I mean, they've kind of graduated, and now they're taking care of themselves. And, mm. You know, I'm, I'm just too busy to manage anybody right now. Right, you're trying yeah, to I, manage I barely yourself. Have, I bar- yeah, I barely <laughs> have time to manage myself. <laughs> So, um, let's say, you hail from Texas. Um, no, I'm no? actually from Northern California. You're from Northern California, yeah. but you San went to school Spirit. in Texas. Um, n- no, I went to uh, school in Florida. So, who, who misinformed me? Where, I've been living on the rock? <laughs> no. Well, you know, I've been everywhere. Cap, I have done that, but we won't talk about that. It's not about me. But um, tell us about, you know, Northern California, where you grew up. How is, what's, what town? Um, well, I, I mean, well, from the, the, the valley, <laughs> um, you know, my bit, my bit, uh, ugh. By Modesto. Okay. And um, I've kind of moved around all my life. I lived in San Diego for about five years mm-hmm. and then lived in L.A. for about two when I was like eight years old. Okay. And then moved up to Fremont, uh, California, which mm-hmm. is, you know, hop, skip, and a jump from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. I just felt like I was just in the wrong place, in the wrong type of business, mm-hmm. you know. And then... Uh, I had this urge to start writing for NASCAR, so I started Whoa. doing it. I got hired at some online company in Washington D.C., and then hmm. I did it for about a year and a half. And did you like it? They, they started cutting my pay, and I was like, Uh-oh. you know, I'm just going to still do it because I, I love doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then when my checks started coming in, and they were like thirty bucks, I was like, you know, <laughs> I think I need to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I still wanted to keep. I wanted to keep doing it because I, you know, I I didn't have the tools to, you know, I guess I had nothing behind me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a degree in, in journalism, and so I decided to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And kind of one thing led to another. I was in the journalism program, and I saw a podcast thing on the college website. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to get it, you know, get it, get into broadcasting because it was something I wanted to do when I was a little kid, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd sit there with my, you know, boom box and... <laughs> talk in between the, the songs and the, introduce the songs yeah. and that was you know being like Casey Kasem okay. you know <laughs> oh that's a name <laughs> yeah. do you guys know who that is you young boys and girls <laughs> wow yeah. Casey Kasem so and you you did your studies at was at Mount 
St. Antonio? Uh, Mount San Antonio College. Mm -hmm. It's in Walnut, California. Okay. And then uh, once I got out of that programming, I got into the, the broadcasting program. And then uh, I transferred to Full Sail University in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, got in their BA, or, mm -hmm. um, Bachelor of Science program. Mm -hmm. And I'm still currently in it. Oh, I yeah. graduate in uh, December. Wow. So, you yeah. You so still All those it. things that I'm that. doing, and I'm still going to school. Go ahead. <laughs> I, my hat's off to you, brother, because you are one of the hardest working men in Hollywood right now. Oh, man, You're I'm, everywhere. You're I'm taking wonderful. statistics right now, and it's kicking my butt. <laughs> But, you know, I deal with those kind of numbers every day. You know, yeah. I'm looking at statistics of, of who's visiting my sites. Mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. I can totally relate to it now. Music and yeah. fans and fan bases and all that I mean, stuff. I look at all that stuff. You yeah. know, when I have an artist on the show, I look at their fan base. Mm -hmm. You know, unless unless the music's just, just really out there and I really want to promote their music, then I, you know, I don't care that they only have 100 fans or 100 mm -hmm. likes on their Facebook page. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of do it as, well, hopefully this will give them... You know, people listening boost. to my show will mm -hmm. they'll look at their website and hit the like button. You know, yeah. Eventually, right. you know, people will thank me for it and, and kind of remember. You know, oh yeah, this is Mikey J. You know, this is back in the days yeah. when we were we were nobody. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. Well, you you brought me a little playlist here today. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Uncle Earl and Mikey J. Hour. We are co-anchoring this show, and um. Would you, would you introduce one of the first songs for us today? Uh, sure. This song was um, by an artist that performed at the, the Artists and Music Awards Summer Showcase this past weekend. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she performed this song, and it, it's one of my favorites. And it's uh, called Flow by Mika Benyami. Mm, she's yummy. Ladies and gentlemen, check her out. Here's Mika Benyami.
And we are back in studio with Mr. Mikey J of the Great Unknowns and beyond. <laughs> we just listened to Miss uh, Mika Binyami, who was a part of the Summer Showcase. Yeah, the first Summer, summer Showcase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it turned out really good. I mean, I was just really blown away by the performances. You know, we had uh, Julian Rios III, mm-hmm. um, Brooke Rose. Yeah. She came oh out my from God. Corona. That girl can blow. I, I was really shocked. You know, I had seen her perform perform before, but not at this caliber. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't see her do like the mm-hmm. full band acoustic show. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you really get a sense of the ba- band's talent when they do an acoustic performance. Yes. You know, because they, they don't have the, the electrifying, uh, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guitars Sit and drums down, to like kind of hide, hide your talent, you know. Yeah, yeah. But with her, I, th- I think it's the other way around. It's, it, you know, I, I, I think it was a lot better acoustically mm-hmm. i mean and she came in you know she had her she came in and she sat she had to sit and so to deliver that kind of power right from a stationary position she was amazing she wasn't me. really she feeling was confident too because she had broke her leg two yeah. weeks previous yeah and so but she put it all in yeah. you know she reached. way that she performed <laughs> you couldn't tell she was in pain you know? <laughs> you're gonna be here a little later not now we can't give it all away right away but um, i want to go back and the great unknowns how did that come to be well, uh, I talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. We, I started at the, the college newspaper at the Mountaineer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my advisor, you know, I asked my advisor, I'm like, you know, I see this little podcast thing, but no one's really done anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can I do a show? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. And so I just went to town. I did a little studying, and, and I knew nothing about doing that. And so I, there was this, you know, 164-page manual. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the weekend reading oh it, <laughs> making sure I didn't do anything illegal. I was one of those. I would have read page one, skipped to 20, then 50, then the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. But I, it's important. Riff, reading is fundamental. Go ahead. Yeah, it, and it was really bad. You know, I, I, I wasn't really putting my diaphragm in the voice and just, <laughs> it sounded like I was really embarrassed and, you know, and. Yeah, even even though it wasn't live, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it really it took about two years before I started to get comfortable behind mm. the mic. It takes know? time. I mean, yeah. I didn't just jump up here feeling like you know I could do, rule the world. It you know it's everything's a process. My, right. I learned one thing. My sister taught me this. My young my baby sister. She says you know it takes ten thousand hours to master any craft, no matter what it is. You put that time in, and it True. will come. You know, you got to put the time in, and you did. Yeah. We, and we did. I am. And we then, are. We is. <laughs> <laughs> we be. <laughs> yeah, and then, then taking the broadcasting classes really helped. Yeah. You know, I got to, to work in a, a real studio, and, mm. you know, I um, even did a few uh, internships. Mm-hmm. And so I really got to learn from the best people and, you know, got to meet a lot of, you know, cool people in the business. And mm-hmm. so it kind of helped me build a brand and, and build my personality. Mm. And then, you know... How did you introduce the All Indie Magazine? Well, because I was in journalism, it was kind of like a class project, and I was already doing the food and wine thing. And Critic. Right. <laughs> do you cook? Um, I, I love cooking. I just yeah. don't have time to yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> You're going to need your own chef, your personal <laughs> chef. <laughs> and I really wanted to tie it in with, with the radio show. Yes. Because um, I've been contacted by, you know, like, Aerial PR and a few other rec- record labels. They wanted me to showcase their artists. Mm-hmm. And then just doing the podcast, I didn't feel like it, it was enough um, traffic or publicity for them. So I wanted to give artists an incentive to, to mm-hmm. submit to me. And so that's why I started the, the, the magazine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't that good at first, but, you know, it progressively got better. 
And now I have a few writers. I even have a writer that's uh, going to be going to. He's in uh, England right now. He's in the the, two, the 2012 Olympics. Um, really surprised me. His name is um, um, Maverick Hatch. Wow, he's that's on the, interesting. Uh, he's on the Canadian uh, <laughs> beach volleyball team. Cool, cool. How'd you meet him? <laughs> um, you know, I think he contacted me. I, I, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> As long as he did. Yeah. And he's helping I, out. I just saw his writing and was like, wow, you know. He yeah. asked me if he could write for me, and I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to. Nice. Now, now, what gave you the ambition to become the head of an awards? Um, <laughs> that's a big, that's a huge undertaking. I had this little tiny reward show that I did in two, late 2009, and it was just this, it was the best of 2009, and, you know, it was all the artists had been on my show, and it did like this voting poll, and it was like 30 artists, and all their fans came on and voted for them, and you know I had one winner. And then uh, 2010, I had the, this show, and I just basically announced the winner on stage, and <laughs> that was it. That, that was, was like it. I was so disappointed like, in myself. Coming. I'm like, this is crap. <laughs> you won. <laughs> and so my mind was going, and that I. I just decided to, to set my sights on Grammy weekend 2012 I was going to have this big awards show you know I had it all planned in my head I actually wanted to have it at the Kodak Theater <laughs> hey you know what dream big baby yeah, and yeah. Now, now it's the Dolby Theater and my sights are still set on it Good you know it, by yeah. 2016 we're already working on getting sponsors for, for that event mm-hmm. um, if we can have it sooner I mean we'll, we'll get it through for it. And I must say that um, at the awards this year, a good friend of mine won, Mr. Stevie Hawkins. Yes. yes. He won Best Jazz Artist. He, he's won a few times. Yeah. He's, um, he's been racking up. At the Indie Channel yeah. Awards. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a nomination at the, the LA Music Awards. Yes. And he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Great guy, too. Mm-hmm. Great, great spirit. Great heart. Right. Wonderful, beautiful. Wow. Well, um, I think they should hear some more music. What do you think? We've been talking yeah, quite a sure. bit. Yeah, Um I want to pick one. Can I? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I want to pick... Ellen Paris? Elon Paris? Elon Paris, yes. yes. And, and you, you told me an interesting story. Elon Paris worked with Bob Marley's Yeah, uh, She worked with her son. I mean, she's worked with a lot of producers. Um, she's even went on tour with... Um, oh, I can't believe her. I forgot. <laughs> I just had an interview with her. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> we'll Maybe I can think about it over the break. <laughs> okay, then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's the name of the song? Um, that is... It's called... <laughs> so bad. Okay, we'll, we'll get it to you. But here, here, still waiting. Still waiting. All right, and we're still waiting. We'll, 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 we'll get back to you. Okay, check this out. <laughs> Oh, oh. Mais j'essaie de faire mon tri. Oh, oh. 
So much more coming at you right after this. German, how you doing? I hope you're digging the vibe, digging the feel, digging the scene today. I'm here in studio with Mr. Mikey J of the Artists and Music Awards and the Great Unknowns. Uncle Earl is joining forces, and I will be a guest judge coming up on the Artists and Music Awards in February of 2013. But in the meantime, we're having showcases, summer showcases at the House of Blues. The next showcase coming up is Sunday, July 29th. That's this weekend. So if you want to be there, you got to be in it to win it. And I say you get on down there. You can check him out at uh, artistsandmusicawards.com, I think it is. If not, you can just Google Mikey J, M-I-K-E-Y-J-A-Y-Y. And you can check the Underground website, www.ultimateunderground.com, and Uncle Earl will keep you in the know. <sighs> That felt good. How do you feel? You still feeling what I'm feeling? Okay, well, refresh yourselves and come on back for some more with Uncle Earl and Mikey J.
You're listening to the is it Ultimate Underground Experience? <laughs> oh, <laughs> welcome back. You're listening to the Underground Experience. <laughs> Man, I totally forgot where we were. Lunell, <laughs> Lunell, the comedian. She called this Uncle Earl's hot dog. She coined me a uh, hot box. <laughs> so you're in the hot box. Well, well it doesn't feel like a hot box. Well, well it is kind of hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating over here. Stick around, stick around. <laughs> no. But I just want you to uh, give me a little piece of why you're doing what you do. I mean, you know, there's so many things you could be doing because you do so many things, but why work with all these artists and why voice their message and get their word out there? 
Well, I've been such a huge advocate of, of uh, independent music ever since I was a kid. Um, I, I've, you know, people were always getting on board of the, the mainstream, you know, they're on MTV, they, they're awesome, you know, um, so many different artists, and, you know, I discovered AM radio, and they were, this radio station up in, um, oh, I can't remember, but they were always <laughs> playing, my memory's terrible. Don't mind me some Genko, okay, that's what I got to say. <laughs> but they were playing a lot of underground hip-hop and, and just different music. And then, you know, in high school, I was discovering, um, you know, like Depeche Mode and The mm, Cure and stuff. I love Depeche Mode. And, <clears throat> you know, they weren't playing it on the radio yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, th- these guys are phenomenal. And, and I don't know. And then later on down the road, I discovered like Ace Enders and Damien Rice. And, you know, why aren't these guys on the radio? I mean, these are just as good as, as the people on, on mainstream right. you know, media. And I don't know. We, it, it's... I've never been on the bandwagon type of person, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I got in the radio, and when they, I was trying to think of something that that was new and different. I mean, I mean, there's other all kinds of. I mean, now with internet, I mean, everybody's playing independent radio yeah. music, you know, for copyright reasons <laughs> and stuff. <but> yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. I just took it a step above, and it really was just as picky as, as the program directors that, that I was trained with, mm-hmm. you know, and I look for the same algorithms and, and look for the same styles and techniques. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's yeah. kind of like my version of mainstream radio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all mainstream. It's just what corporate America chooses to call it. You know, it's mu- good music is good music. Bad music is bad music. That's w- what it is for me. But, you know, and, and I, I love that you're here and that you said that because, you know, we have our different types of shows and that's a great one. I'm, I'm a little more open with my show. I will sometimes play people who are not necessarily up to a professional level, but I hear potential, mm-hmm. you know, because some people are deterred from their dream sometimes because people won't take time. You know, and, but, but that's something that actually that I want to do because I'm a sound engineer. So sometimes I'll take their music and put it in the studio and tweak it and EQ it a little better so it sounds good, you know, to help them out because they just may not have the money right. or they may not have the support of family, you know, and they're just doing it in their bedroom, you know. Yeah. I did that when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, it was bad. It was wrong. But, you know, I wanted to do it, so I did it. But, I'm, but I'm, I love, I've, I've listened, I listen to your show. Oh, thanks. I do, and I like it a lot. I really do. And, you, I mean, you're... Your guests that you have on a very uh, a variety of people, you know, and I love it. It's so mellow. I love it. I can just sit there and drink some lemonade and just be like, <laughs> not bothered, you know. <laughs> like me, people come in and go crazy, you know. But I love your show. And thank you for doing what you do. And we we have a mutual sponsor. I want to say Music X Ray. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for Music X Ray, I wouldn't even be on the air. Hello. Yeah. They got yeah. I when they they called me, they found me when I first started, you know, mm-hmm. and. Now I got so much music, I can't even play it all. Yeah. You know. Exactly. It's, it's great, though. Okay. Um, I think it's time for a little more music. Sure. Why don't we? <laughs> and you said you brought me a song with a great message, because you know I'm all about messages over here. Right. You know, Mr. Kyle Gaddison. <clears throat> yeah, Kyle Gaddison. He yeah. actually, uh, he was one of my volunteers at the Artists and Music Awards. Oh, okay. And uh, my cousin introduced me to him, and uh, one of his songs that he sent to me just had a, it really, it really related to me because it's about life's clock mm. you know you know you're, you're, we're all just programmed to to do a specific thing yes. you know you go to school get married have kids you know 
Pick send friends. your kids to college. Right. You'll let them do the, the whole repeat the whole thing all over again. Right. <laughs> Circle of life. <laughs> yes. But you know, he, his song was really about going after the dream that we all had when we were kids, mm. and just going for it. And so that's why I love the song so much. And this song is called "Life Clock" by Kyle Addison. All right. Here it is. Check it out. Experience. I'm coming to you, man, from Hollywood with DJ Barry King with Babylon. Oh my goodness. Go for it, Gideon. <laughs> Babylon, and they are paying the price. When 
there's nothing sacred to anyone. When there's nothing sacred to anyone. When there's nothing sacred to anyone. Then what's the point of life? Listen, I can tell you right now that we've got to change this somehow. Cause the path that we've chosen, the window keeps on closing and it won't last. To think, cause we're standing on the brink of serious change, my friends. Let's not make the same mistakes again. Cause there is war in the streets of Babylon. There is war in the streets of Babylon, and the youth are paying the price. When there's nothing sacred to anyone. To anyone, Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? I'd like you all to go and grab something, a writing utensil, and du papier, because Mr. Mikey J is going to lay down the law for you. I've asked my friend to come in and give you some do's and don'ts, woos and won'ts, in the industry. Because, you know, we, we come across a lot of people who want to do this. There are so many people out there, and you must be ready. It's not enough to be hungry. You must be prepared. Because sometimes you only get one shot. Isn't that right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So would you just bestow some knowledge upon the people for me? Oh, man. <clears throat> Where do I begin? I mean, I, I could go on and on for hours. Um, we got a little time. I got invited <laughs> to the LA Music Awards to be on their Q&A panel, and that was one of the reasons why I was up there is because I, I do have this knowledge of, of the music business. And you know, I guess my specialty is, is radio. Mm-hmm. You know, because I kind of understand what program directors at, at radio stations look for. Because, mm-hmm. like in LA, the LA market is owned by the major record labels. Yes. So it's nearly impossible to get your music on the air unless you've got a distribution deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to ha- at least have that. So you have to have, you know, you have to be with either Universal or, or you know, one of those major conglomerates. Otherwise, you're in, you won't get on the air. Right. Um, I think there's like one radio station, and that's um, KROQ. And they do this um, independent music promotion. Well, KPFK does as well. Yeah. There's a few. There's a couple, yeah. Yeah. But they don't do it as often as they they really should. Mm -hmm. You know, they they claim that it's fair and and equal. (laughs) You know, the laws even (laughs) were even written so the independent artists can get airtime, but they just Mm. don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You will have a better shot of going outside of L.A., you know, like Bakersfield or Mm -hmm. some of the minor. Stockton. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) You know, Up I mean, north. they do have an audience, yeah. and you know, you can build a fan base because mm-hmm. when you go on tour, I mean, you definitely want to hit those those areas where mm-hmm. they're San Diego, right? College towns. Yeah, ninety one X in San Diego is a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've kind of broken away from from. They're just playing commercial radio now. Mm-hmm. They were like one of the few stations that played alternative uh, back in the the nineties, 
But anyway, going back to how to how to get uh, music on the air, I mean, it, you're you're really better off just going hitting the the market and, and going to like Indie Bible and looking up the list of um, artists or the list of radio stations and bloggers that are that are listed in that book. Mm-hmm. Where I'm listed in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to update it. <laughs> One more time. After all these hats that I wear, I, mean, right. I need like seven listings, you know? Hey. But, you know, it's, it's really about, um, I mean, if your music, I mean, if, you're ha- if you have music, mm-hmm. you really have to have a place for it. Yeah. You know, it's just like book deals. You, you, you can't just write a book and have a good story. You have to have mm-hmm. a place for them to put you on the shelf. Right. If, if there's no genre, you're, you're definitely not going to have... Um, anywhere on the shelf. So, I mean, that's the same for music. You have to be in a specific area. I mean, you, you, experimental is the worst place to be in. You know, an alternative is kind of like, uh, I mean, you have to really be alternative, you know? <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> you know, if really? you have to sit there and think about it for, for the entire song, what kind of music is this? You know, you're going to be in trouble. Unless you're, you know, you happen to be playing music that sounds like Amy Winehouse. Yeah. You know, she was one of the very few artists that stood out from everybody else yes, and yes. broke it mm-hmm. you know so I don't know that's but a good point though the breaking of it I mean because it would be nice if we could absolve genres and just make it about good music and bad music yeah. I mean eventually that's what I'm hoping but you know who am I I'm just Uncle Earl <laughs> I on had one person that, that uh, <laughs> confronted me and, and told me well, well how can you have genres you know why don't you just break down the awards program and just award people for their good music and well well <clears throat> You know, I can't have 27 awards for, you know, <laughs> and the award for great song, and the great, right. and then the other award for this is the really right. cool song. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have I to have that. Yeah. I mean, to recognize people, you really do have to have a, a title. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but you my, can make up your own stuff. Yeah, but my thing is about is that it's become a little convoluted because there used to be true genres, you know, rock. R&B, soul, pop. Now there's neo-soul, there's Afro this. and Each genre has broken down into ten subgroups. Right. I'm confused. <laughs> well, even the 50s, and, I mean, the history of music has had all these evolutions. When we look at blues and jazz, there's all these fusions that, you know, every ten years there's like a different, there's mm-hmm. a spin-off of that original genre. Mm-hmm. So it's become something else. I mean, look at punk music. It's, yeah. you know, 40 years of just this massive <laughs> evolution. Mm-hmm. But it's only eight notes, damn it. Yeah. Why do we have 29,000 genres? No. <laughs> eight notes, that's it. <laughs> anyway, I'm back. <laughs> I'm breathing. <sighs> okay, as you were. <laughs> Is this that craziness you were this telling me about? Yeah, that's the other guy. <laughs> this ain't Uncle Earl. That's his brother, Lacey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, kind of talking about the, the music awards, yes. I mean, um, yeah, I... I really just wanted to give artists some recognition. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's all these other music awards that are out there, and some of them are good, some of them are legitimate. Mm-hmm. Some of them are really transparent, and you can tell it, that it's all about money. And, and yes. you know, <clears throat> regardless of what they sound like, and it's like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> it, it makes me look bad when someone else is showcasing just horrible talent. Because, yeah. you know, the, the music industry is about who has the most money, because, you know... People, I mean, there's a lot of artists that don't really understand it either. They don't realize that they need to pay money to be on radio. Mm-hmm. They need to pay money on marketing. The, the yeah. But those things are necessary because right. in order for us to do what we do, we need help to help them. Right. 
you know what I mean? We can't just give it all away. Because, I mean, I give away a lot of airplay. I do that for free, you know. But when it comes to promoting and you want to sit down and talk with me, you got to, you know, you got to help out. Because we got to keep the lights on. We got to get the airtime. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm doing this. Right. And you're doing what you do, you know. So we need the help. They got to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take one more break, and then I'm gonna come back, and I want to take you somewhere you don't know where I'm taking you yet. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. We're always going somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. Go grab a refreshment. Coming back for one more piece. Okay. See you in a bit. gentlemen how you doing this is uncle earl your host captain and dj we're about to wrap it up here with mr mikey J and the uncle earl hour however i want to enlighten you on a group of siblings they are called smith three and they are young talented siblings rising stars ages 11 8 and 6 oh who have been singing and performing together for two years they have performed live for over 10,000 people within the last six months and gaining a strong constant fan base they just released their new hit single, Put a Stamp on It, which is now available on Amazon.com and on iTunes. They are number one on Reverb Nation for this area of Florida and 18 nationally. The young, talented siblings' sensations will capture your hearts with their unique sound, and here they be. Smith 3 with Put a Stamp on It! This dance move is so hard. You know, everything takes practice. I know, but I just can't get it right. Remember, like mom and dad always say, if you really want something, just put a stamp on it.
and the Artist in Music Awards fame. Mr. Mikey. Yes. How you doing? Doing great. Good. Glad to be here. Good, good. I'm glad you're here. I feel very good about this. I feel great. I feel like I have a new brother. <laughs> hey, a new family member. <laughs> um, where do you see yourself, say, in the next five to ten years? Where would you like to be? Um, I'd like for my awards show to be on the air. I mean, on television. You know, I'm sure, you know, because television, you know, you have to have spin, you have to have all this, like, flashing, and, you know, it's, it's got to appeal to the wider audience. So I know once network television is going to get a hold of it, they're going to turn it into, like, this three-panel judge thing, and it's going to be, like, a morph of, right. you know, American Idol and X Factor and America's Got Talent all in one. Right, basically they'll put a blonde wig and a skirt on it. Yeah. <laughs> Lipstick on a pig. <laughs> One ringy dingy, I'll be that pig. Um, yeah. But as long as my name's in lights, mm-hmm. it's it's in you know it's kind of my production. I get to, mm-hmm. you know approve everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I'll be happy with it, and hopefully I'll still be able to keep the artists and music awards and keep it underground and, and just keep promoting independent artists. But I definitely want a version of it mm-hmm. on television. Mm-hmm. You know, it's needed. Yeah, because I really want to showcase bands and. and Artists, mm-hmm. not there's just one person. Yeah, because I mean acts. we've lost two greats, Mr. Dick Clark, right, and Don Cornelius. We are them. Yeah. Hello, putting <laughs> out the universe. <laughs> you know, we, so, we can go yeah, back to yeah. way that it used yeah. to be and yeah. have like a semi talk show, have guests, mm-hmm. play music. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we can have like a regular like yeah. nighttime show. We, you know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Carson. Nighttime, daytime, midday, whenever. Just have it, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thank you for coming in here and, you know, dealing with my madness today (laughs) in the underground hot box. (laughs) Had a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. And um, I'm going to play off with this this next artist who you write in, Brooke Mm -hmm. Rose, who literally, she blew me away, you know, and I want the audience to get a piece of this. It was a tight race. I mean, it came down to two points. And then we had to take it to the audience because it was so mm-hmm, close, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, oh, can we mention some of the people who were there, though? Mr. Al Bowman was there. Yeah, he made an appearance. He made an appearance. And uh, Leah? Uh, Leah, uh, Le- Leah Reese. Leah Reese, yeah. From Infinite Music Source. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's got 20 years on her belt. Yeah. And been in the industry a long time, worked with a lot of uh, major artists, mm-hmm. including Tupac. Mm-hmm, yeah. She got to work with him right before he passed away. Mm. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a nice it was a nice evening. I had a great time. <sighs> so July 29th is the next showcase at the House of Blues at Voodoo Lounge. So definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, want more information about it? Go to www.aimusicawards.com. All right, <laughs> got that in there. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. Thank you. And it's like you know, like that cereal. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. You know that the, the cereal. Anyway. Yes. Sir. I've heard that all my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get you out of here with Brooke Rose. Check this out and hang around. You never know what's going to happen in Over Earl's Hot Box. (laughs) 